This is Andy Lewis, and you're listening to The Norse Mentality. What's up, guys? I hope that you are having the most glorious day of your life. Today, I'm sitting down with B-Dog, a.k.a. Brendan. He's been on some past episodes, AKA, and now he's back. A.k.a. B-Daddy. B-Daddy. I said B-Daddy before, and you said now it's B-Dog, and now you're saying it's B-Daddy. We should, Like I said, you should just put a poll up. Yeah, we're going to put a poll up. Make sure you reach out to us about this important <laughs> issue in regards to what we're going to call Brendan. We were actually having an argument about it right before we turned this on. Yeah, I almost beat your ass. Yeah. Or you almost beat my ass. We almost beat each other's asses. Yeah, we just almost beat the I shit I got pretty upset. Yeah, I'm sorry, man. I started crying, but they were, they were <laughs> angry tears. I've never seen such angry tears in my life. No, honestly, I don't want to talk about it anymore. So okay, well, let's, let's move on. Today, we're going to talk about... You're crying right now. You I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Are you ready? I'm good. Are, are you good to go? I'm fine. All right. Yeah. Cool. Anyways, today <laughs> <laughs> we're going to talk about the shit that you put into your brain and that you need to be on constant watch of what you're putting into your brain because it impacts every action that you take throughout the day because the shit gets buried into your subconscious and you take action on things without even realizing it. And then your behaviors, the way you talk, your thoughts, everything is dictated by the shit that you're putting in. And that is in regards to social media, the books that you read, the television shit that you watch, the people that you talk to, everything has an impact on your behavior. And that's why you only need to be putting good shit into your brain. And like most people talk about social media and hey, you know, sitting on social media all day is bad for you, blah, blah, blah. We've talked about this before as well, but what people don't talk about are the books that you're reading. It's like, yeah, read books. But what kind of books are you reading? Are you reading things that are actually beneficial for you? Or are you reading just bullshit? Well, we were, we were talking about this because, I mean, everybody, you can talk to anybody, pull someone off the street, and they'll tell you you need to curate your social media feeds to make sure that you're only putting good stuff in your brain from social media. But that's not the only type of media you consume. But it just seems like everybody's piling onto social media, rightfully so. But everything that you put into your brain has an effect on you, positive or negative. And so that's what we're talking about is, you know, reading is, I don't think anyone's going to knock anyone for reading. No. Reading's a great thing, but just like social media, music, TV, just because you're reading doesn't mean that you are growing from it or you're learning something or you're reading something that's particularly edifying so and that's beneficial for you exactly your... so just like there's junk food and there's like junk on tv there's books that are complete junk especially nowadays read. man there's so many people writing books that have no right they shouldn't be writing books they well, shouldn't hey, be. anyone they, can write a book and throw it on amazon right exactly yeah. and there's too many people doing it now and then there's so many ways to manipulate the ratings and all that stuff and reviews that you look up a book and it's got two thousand five star reviews you're like oh shit this must be a good book and then you grab it this is complete garbage. Yeah. If you want a good example of uh, just because a lot of people like something means it's good, it's it's not true. Look at those Amazon reviews. You look at it and... Well, they pay people to leave those reviews. Well, exactly. There, there's all these different things for it. I don't trust anything on Amazon anymore. I don't trust anything in general or anyone. Fuck oh, them. Okay, bud. <laughs> <laughs> Let me no, know how but, that works out for you. Yeah. I mean, I'm okay with fantasy books, you know, like Lord of the Rings and stuff like that. I'm glad you said that. Right. Well, that's, I want to make sure, <laughs> I don't want anyone messaging me being like, well, I read nonfiction, what mm -hmm. the fuck, you know, or fiction or whatever, and then getting mad because we think that we're knocking fantasy books, you know, mm -hmm. some of that stuff is good. 
And I'm not here to say don't read it in general. Like that's pleasure reading, which you need to do. I actually, mm -hmm. I read this quote the other day is read things that you love until you love to read. And what right. he meant was reading like fantasy books and stuff like that. Just things that really captivate you mm -hmm. and that make you want to read. And then eventually you have a habit of reading and then you can read the more boring shit like that I read on a daily basis. Yeah. I have the opposite problem. I read too much nonfiction and then people are like, you know, I'm reading this book and that book. And I'm like, Oh, what's that about? I'm like, Oh yeah. It's just about, I don't know. It's about mindset and stuff. And they're like, Oh, okay. That's cool, man. Yeah. I've never really read <clears throat> anything that wasn't real. Yeah. It's uh, okay. And we, it's like, I'm not bashing people that do like Lord of the Rings. I've actually never read Lord of the Rings. I, you know what my problem was? I think I think the reason I'm not reading as much fiction anymore is because I read Lord of the Rings at a young age. And how do you... How are you going to top that? How do you top that, man? Yeah. So everything I, I've... Every like fantasy book I've read since then, it's, well, this isn't as good as Lord of the Rings, but I guess I'll read it. I yeah. guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my grandmother, she bought me a Harry Potter book when I was like in fifth grade. Mm. And she asked me in advance, she said, Andrew, what kind of books do you read? And I said, I like like history and biography books. And she said, Andrew, no nine-year-old likes that. And she bought me the Harry Potter book. I'm like, well, good job. You just wasted your fucking money. Like, I'm never <laughs> going to read this damn thing. Not saying that's a bad book. I just, I never had interest in reading that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. I, even at a young age, I was like, I'm wasting my time if I do this. Nowadays, it's, I really do feel like I'm wasting my time, but it's because I think time is the most precious thing that we have. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, if I'm going to be reading something, I want it to be really benefiting me. Yeah, you want something that's in, you know, there's an argument that can be made that you can learn things from from fiction. And I think you can. Um, there's lessons you can learn, uh, lessons on morality and ethics and things like that. Um, but again, there's so much junk out there that you kind of need to build up some kind of filtering mechanism in your head. That way you're not just, because I like I've, I've known people who they're constantly wrapped up in a book. They're constantly wrapped up in stories and those people, they kind of have a hard time participating in reality. Yeah, because they're so wrapped up. Because they're so wrapped world. up in these other worlds that they get to this one, and it's like they basically just want to get through whatever's going on here until they can get back into the other worlds. I have a family member, and by family member, I mean sister. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> my sister, she grew up reading fantasy books, but vampires, fairies, all that kind of stuff. And she was always reading these books that are like a thousand pages. And I was like, holy shit, like that's kind of impressive. Props. Like you spend all day reading these books, but none of those books benefited her in the least bit. And that's still till this day, that's all she reads is that kind of stuff. And there were times when she started thinking that she was a fairy oh. in high school. You know what I mean? It, it, it went a little bit too far, but it goes back to what you're saying. Like the, it really, if that's all you're consuming, does kind of make you feel like you're in a fantasy world. Exactly. And so you're no yeah. longer able to participate in society. Exactly. And those lessons that you could be learning, you're not because instead of focusing on whatever the message is, you get wrapped up in these worlds that these authors build that you're more worried about trying to replicate that or live that constantly instead of looking at the message an author's trying to, to send to people. Well, let's think about it like this. How many people read fiction books and are looking for an underlying message behind it. I would say probably 1%. Yeah, I mean, a, a lot of people are probably just looking for an escape, you know? Yeah, and it's just something to entertain, which we're not bashing reading at all. You know, read read for the sake of reading. You should. Mm -hmm. Like, it's exercise for the brain. Well, but there's a fine line, and, that, and that's what sparked this whole conversation yeah. between the two of us is, you know, reading as such is a good thing, but it just like with anything – 
it's about balance and it's about building up that filtering mechanism in your head. That way you're reading things that actually do benefit you. So, you know, if you're reading a work of fiction and you finish the book and you get to the end of it and you're just thinking, you know, wow, that was a really cool story. I really like this character. And, um, you know, what did you I, get I wish this? I could go there and, you know, and, and be in that world. And it's like, well, wh- like what exactly did you get out of that then? Yeah. Well, what did you learn? How is this going to benefit your life? Mm-hmm. And once again, there are fiction books with lessons in them. Some of the greatest literature that we have available is fiction, mm-hmm. but there's so many underlying messages behind it that it's just, if you really dig into it, it can change your life mm-hmm. in a very beneficial way. Yeah. Fiction is just another way of delivering those those messages in a way that certain people can understand better than if they just opened up a book. And, you know, and I think that's what makes a really good author. If you're an author and you can write a fiction book and then have kind of deeper lessons involved in it without actually coming out and saying it, that would be extremely hard to do. Like I can sit there all day and write my thoughts and opinions, but when it comes to making a story Mm -hmm. where I incorporate those thoughts and opinions into it, that would be extremely difficult. So props to anyone that writes that way. Well, and the reason it's, it can sometimes be more convincing than just laying out what your view is, is you're, you're basically writing the story to show people how your views in on whatever ethics, morality, whatever it might be, how that would potentially play out. But you make it interesting as well because instead of, like I just said, instead of it just being like, well, you know, this, 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 because that's what I think and I'm right. It's, well, no, like here's a story and I have these characters set up in such a way that they're going to play out these views that I have and the opposing views and – Hopefully through this demonstration, you come out of it and realize, you know, this is the way, you know, you basically agree with what I'm trying to convey. Yeah. And we also, we we could relate to these people in the stories a lot exactly. of times. And that makes it more of a life lesson for yourself. Because when you're reading the story and you say you can relate to the person, you go, well, if they did this, like maybe I can do this myself. Mm-hmm. Which once again goes back to make sure you're reading shit that is going to be beneficial for you. If you're mm-hmm. reading a fiction book and you relate to the character and there's a lesson to be learned, make sure that's a good lesson to be learned sure. and you're not relating to some piece of shit. Well, I mean, a lot of fiction uh, lately, you know, it is like junk food because like you said, there's so much of it that gets put out now because anybody can throw a book on Amazon. A lot of people write books purely for scandal and shock value and just making people go, whoa. It's almost clickbait, but in book form. Kind of, yeah. 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 And, you know... Th- that that's the kind of thing you'd want to avoid. Right. But it takes practice. I mean, there's And sometimes you don't know till you're dick deep in this damn thing. You get halfway through and you're like, what is this? What but am I what, reading? <laughs> so I mean I think that's important too. A lot of people, including myself, when I open up a book, I feel obligated to finish that book no matter what. Mm-hmm. Even if it sucks, I'm like, I need to finish this book. There's just something about that. Maybe if you get halfway through a book and it sucks, <laughs> close the damn book and move on to something you're, else. You're more generous than I am. I, if I get basically 30, 40 pages into a book and I'm not feeling it, I just shut the thing. I, I need to get better at it. Like that's a habit I need to make because I waste, I've wasted time finishing books that would just serve no app, no purpose to me. Oh yeah, and it, most of them were the, was what I'm talking about is like these internet gurus that write bullshit books and they put them on Amazon. They figure out how to tweak the system and stuff in order to get reviews. And then I buy the book and I'm like, what a fucking waste. Well, that's a good point though, because that issue isn't just with fiction. The issue is with nonfiction as well. (laughs) (laughs) The issue is it happens with nonfiction. Like you just said, how many self-help books come out in a single year that are just full of garbage that doesn't make sense? I'm working on one myself. Or just (laughs) 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 cash in, buddy. I mean, might as well. (laughs) Everybody's doing it. Yeah. But, or it's, it's rehashes of thing of, of ground that, people have covered much more eloquently and much more effectively 
the biggest issue I see is I'll walk into a bookstore or you can even walk into a Target and you go to the, like you pass by the self-help section. And I don't know if it's just our generation or something, but every title of every book has a cuss in it. Like, yeah. I don't understand it. I don't get that either. I get why they do it. It's marketing and it's attention grabbing. But at the same time, that makes me, I mean, I drop F-bombs probably more than anyone <laughs> that you know. And I'm trying to get better at it, but I won't buy a book. I think it's corny as shit if, if it's on there. But you're right. Yeah. All the self-help books now are, you know, it's F with the little star and the yeah. U. That or stop doing that shit. And, you know, it's like. Yeah, you don't need to say that. But the reason they're doing it is for shock appeal. It is. You know, it's a, it's a marketing thing. But I, I also have an issue with that still because instead of you trying to, I guess in a way you're trying to help me, but the way you're approaching me, it kind of feels like degeneracy. Not not degenerate, but just more like you think I'm an idiot. Yeah. So it's like because they're like you said they're sitting there thinking, well, if I put a cuss here in the title, that's gonna draw people's eyes to my book, and then they're gonna buy it, and then and then what? Yeah. You know. So it's. Like there, there's junk food on both sides of the spectrum, there fiction, really nonfiction. I'm glad you brought up music because that's something that I've talked about probably with you and other people, but yeah. never on this podcast. We don't think about that with music, but music is subliminal programming as well. Whatever you're hearing in these songs, the lyrics and whatnot goes into your subconscious and it dictates your behavior. So mm -hmm. I was talking to my sister about this. Perfect example because she grew up listening to country music, mm -hmm. Northeast Iowa, Growing up on cornfields, like literally just that's what I'm talking country about. girl, you know. <laughs> but I was talking to her about this because I thought it was a in very interesting concept that just no one ever speaks about. Mm -hmm. And when I was talking to her about it, she said, actually, like I experienced that in my early 20s. When I went to college, I quit listening to country music because I realized that I was always wanting to drink. Yeah. And then as soon as I quit <laughs> listening to country music, it's weird that she learned I was that happier. in college of all places. Oh, well, she was like, I was happier. <laughs> I was happier and I didn't have the urge to drink anymore. Well, mm -hmm. think about country music. It's almost all about drinking. Yeah. The, well, the country that gets shoved down our throats. Yeah. The, the, marketed. The yeah. shit country. Yeah. You know, not, Na not the good old country. What are they? I think they call it Nashville country. Yeah. Drinking my beer, my jeans, and my pickup, you know? <laughs> Got me a tractor. <laughs> girlfriend just left me, it's but like, I got aren't my Aren't you beer. a millionaire who lives in a mansion? Oh, Do you even have a tractor? They, they're not no Eli. You know what I mean? No one's like Eli. Our bro, Eli. My man, Eli Autry. He is one of the most interesting people I've ever met. Yeah. He's, you think you figure out a side of him and then you hang out again and there's this whole other thing that I, he's doing that you had no idea about. He's interesting yeah. because he does so many different things and I wish more people did. You well, know, and he, that influences his music too. And that's why the music's good. Oh, the because, music's amazing. Yeah. But you know, he, he's very serious about working out. Mm -hmm. He's very serious about his diet. Like the dude's in great shape. He also goes deer hunting. Like that's all he's been doing for the past month is living in a tree stand. Yeah. The dude is amazing at throwing axes. He can make axes. He can make axes. He, he made me an axe for he my wedding. He made you an axe. He's 75. <laughs> They're sitting in there, you know, because we built the axe throwing here yeah. at, the con at the Norse compound. He sent me five axes. And there's just so many other things that he can do so well, but none of them are relatable to each other. Mm -hmm. And I think that people need to kind of apply the same thing to their life. Try to be well-rounded in as many things as possible. Mm-hmm. You know, don't just make your life about work and fitness. Find hobbies. Learn to play music. Learn to go snowboarding or mountain biking. Just mix it up and become an interesting individual because what that's going to do is improve your character overall. Mm -hmm. And it's also the more things that you learn how to do and the better you get at these things, the more confident that you become in general. Mm -hmm. So 
stop being a boring piece of shit. That's what I'm trying to say here. Yeah, eventually you got to stop reading and then you got to start doing stuff. Well, that's, yeah. you know, let's <laughs> go back to reading. That's very important as yeah. well. Like actually applying what you just read. So say if you read a self-help type book, it means nothing if you don't actually apply it to your life. And I've fell into that trap before too. And whenever I realized that I did, what I started doing was whenever I get done reading, I'll take five to 10 minutes and I just kind of meditate and reflect on what I just read. And I think about how I can apply this to my life or if I'm reading. And usually this is what happens. I'm reading and I go, oh shit. And I start having like ideas pop up into my head. Mm -hmm. I make sure I write them down. Yeah. But, you know, take notes. When or you're get reading. a highlighter at least. Or even a highlighter, right. There's this um, app that I use actually <laughs> called Excerpt. E-X-C-E-R-P-T or some shit like that. I ain't never heard of it. Well, all you do, you take a picture of like the words that you're reading and it automatically turns it into text. And then you can save it based off what book you're reading. So it's pretty much highlighting, but you have it available on your phone. You can just scroll through it at any point. It keeps it all organized I gotta for you. I got to get that, man. Oh, it's some, amazing. I listen to a lot of audio books, but when I'm reading, to, when I'm reading in a, just a regular book, I will, I'll literally get my phone out and I'll like take a picture of something I thought was interesting. But then the, it, you know, I take, I don't, that's not the only thing. I take it's a free of. app too, man. And it's yeah. so accurate. Like it deciphers, the page can be all fucked up and it still makes Honestly, it Honestly, I'm kind of upset that you waited this long to tell me I'm about pretty this. sure I have told you. No. You just didn't listen to me. No. I probably didn't tell you. You're right. You don't tell me anything, uh, so. Well, I don't like you. That's why. All right. Well, anyways, <laughs> back to back to the music thing, though. But you know, it's not just country music. Mm -hmm. It's not. It's every type of music. There are people that are making lyrics, just like the books, though. Yeah. Just like the books, there are people putting out bullshit books that serve no purpose, especially with like rap and shit nowadays. Mm -hmm. Even rock or metal or rap, rock, country, almost every genre nowadays. It's, it's there's bullshit. There's, it's there's bullshit. some mainstream version of it that's just not. There's some mainstream music I'll, I will willingly admit I actually do enjoy. Yeah. A lot of mainstream music is garbage. So I don't want to be one of those curmudgeons who's just like, yeah, all the music that's made nowadays sucks. No, there is good but, music coming out nowadays. Yeah. And I think maybe that's why I was so drawn to hardcore in my mm -hmm. teenage years because that's yeah. when I really started focusing on like self-improvement and stuff. I was still a piece of shit, but that's when I knew. <laughs> At like, least your mind was somewhat in the yeah, right Yeah, but like place. I knew like I wanted to accomplish things in life. Yeah. And hardcore music most of it like terror and stuff like that it's, it's just about overcoming obstacles and mm -hmm. shit like that and i and i loved it yeah. because it was powerful mm -hmm. and then my other music taste is very depressing but <laughs> <laughs> you know other than that i just listen to black metal that I mean, makes uh, me want to kill myself but yeah, we all have our moments you know yeah. but anyways it's not just books it's not just social media it's also the music that you listen to listen to music that's going to empower you mm -hmm. if that is your main focus in life is to become a better person make sure you're aware of what the lyrics are and shit that you're listening to. And and it's good that you say that because we're also probably one of the best possible times to actually curate the music that goes into our ears because we have internet access, you've got Spotify, you've got Bandcamp, you've got all these different streaming services where anyone can just upload their music. And you're you not just, just relying on the radio anymore like we were and exactly you know, years ago. So that's why I don't that, that's why I try not to just kind of shit all over mainstream music because I don't have to worry about mainstream music. Yeah, I couldn't you, tell you if what you've got internet sounds like. If you've got internet, you don't have to worry about that, man. Like, get over it and get online and you can find anything you want. Yeah. But again, because literally anybody can upload their music, a lot of it's really bad. Yeah. Kind of like the Amazon books, but there's a lot of really good stuff out there as well that just never would have seen the light of day if we didn't have the accessibility. That oh, the internet's had. amazing, man. This podcast is only possible because of the internet. 
Yeah. You know, people are able to find this podcast and it's helping people. And that's awesome. And once again, there's also really shitty podcasts yeah. out there, you know, <laughs> same thing. Like make sure yeah. you're, if you're listening to podcasts, it doesn't have to be this one. Like if you're taking your time to listen to a podcast, make sure that's something that is actually helping you. Right. It's not enough to just say that you're reading and it's not enough to just say that you listen to podcasts. It's more than that. It's the, the next question after, you know, it, it is good to listen to podcasts. It is good to read. But it can't stop there. The next question after you decide, well, I'm going to start reading and I'm going to start listening to podcasts to improve myself. The next step is, well, what am I actually going to read and what am I actually going to listen to? And that'll actually take some work on your part because it's not like you can just they, – they like to make you think this on these services because they're just trying to get you to listen. Mm-hmm. It's not like you can just open up the podcast page on – whatever app you're using, there's yeah. like a million podcast apps out there. It's like if you just open up the self-help section, you can just turn on every any single one you want and it'll help you. There's a lot of people who are probably putting up podcasts, who are probably putting books out, who think they can help people who probably shouldn't be. Well, it's because they read a book and they think that they're experts on it now. But the things, when it comes to self-help, you should never talk about something that you have not experienced yourself. And we get a lot of questions for the podcast and I have people message me every day and stuff like that. And I will straight up tell you, I am not capable of answering this question because I don't know anything about it. Mm-hmm. That is not something that I've personally experienced. Have I read about it? Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to regurgitate that to you. Mm-hmm. If I can't give you my personal experience on something, an opinion, then I'm not going to waste your or mine time because it's not authentic. And at the end of the day, like that's my main purpose. I want to be able to sleep at night knowing that like I'm being authentic. I'm being true to myself. Stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. Yeah. But it's so easy to just regurgitate shit because there are so many books out there and YouTube videos and stuff like that. And you can just regurgitate bullshit and you think that you're a fucking expert because of it. Well, but you're it, not. It, you know, if you've got someone, if you got all these people who are coming up to you and asking you these questions who are, you know, in your head, you're probably thinking, wow, these people really want my help and I want to help them. And, you know, they look up to me. And so with that mindset, they, they just start answering whatever question because they think they're helping them. Here's the thing. If you need to fucking Google it before you can answer them, <laughs> then you don't need to answer them. Yep. But how many people do you think are doing that? They get asked a question on like their instant messenger or whatever. And they're like, huh, I don't know. Let me Google Let's it. And see. then they give them a fucking answer as if they actually knew what it was. They but pull instead, up like psychology today or something. They're right. like, yeah. And anyone can yeah. do that. The reason people ask you for your personal opinion is because they want a authentic and unique response, right. not something that they can just read anywhere else. They want it based off personal experiences and what you actually think about it. Well, they want they want your experience of whatever it is they're asking about, not necessarily an answer. They just want to know what your experience What's is. What's your feedback on this? And, and if you don't have the experience, that's when... You just need to be real. Things say, I don't else. know. Exactly. It's okay to say, I don't know. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, I respect the hell out of someone who can just tell me, honestly, man, I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, then you're like, cool. Right, thanks. Let's go find someone yeah. that does. All right. Well, see ya. <laughs> Do you know anyone that does? You know? <laughs> Shit. But yeah, I mean. It, no one can help me. It's podcast too. But television, there is so much subliminal programming in every single thing that we watch. You have no fucking idea. Oh, here we go. I mean, you really don't. When it comes to neurologistics programming, you know, NLP there's literally things that you can become hypnotized mm-hmm. by watching. They know certain words and the way that they project it with their tonality and everything else. You can go into theta state or like a hypnotic state and you're more acceptable to new ideas mm-hmm. like buying shit or a certain, say, if the government or whoever is trying to push a new agenda, then you start seeing all this shit on Netflix, all these new shows where they're all pretty much the same shit. 
Yeah. They're all based around the same thing. And they're pushing a general idea. And you have no idea. You think that is just for entertainment. But what you don't know is that the shit that you're watching on Netflix and all this, all these other streaming services are subliminally programming you. Mm-hmm. It's going straight into your subconscious and it is dictating your thoughts and your beliefs. Those are no longer yours. That's theirs. Well, it's it's not even just um, speech. Obviously, that's a big part of it because it's TV. But it's also how you set up scenes, the pacing of scenes, how you set the framing. All these shows are much more meticulously put together than I think people realize. I don't They're, think most people, even us, we don't know the full spectrum no. of how much effort they put into it in order to make you believe something. Mm-hmm. I mean, North Korea. North Korea's success with brainwashing their population is because um, Kim Wong Jong or whatever the fuck his name is, <laughs> uh, you know, but the dude's son became very fascinated with Hollywood and making movies and stuff. So about 20 to 30 years ago, he became like the chief of that. His dad put him in charge of propaganda. Mm-hmm. And the way they promoted this propaganda was through movies. Mm-hmm. And that's how they brainwashed North Korea's population. And then, of course, with fear and stuff as well, probably. But that was like their main tool was they started making their own movies. This motherfucker even kidnapped two Hollywood stars. That's how much obsessed they were with it. I didn't even know that. Yeah. All but right. It, but that's how they brainwash their population. And we've seen it with all, <clears throat> say, like communist regimes. They've mm-hmm. all done it too. Or even with ours. Not saying like, we live in a communist country. Well, any totalitarian uh, regime has to rely on propaganda that's full of BS. Otherwise, people wouldn't buy into it. But they have to make it in a way that you don't even know that they're feeding it to you. Mm-hmm. But they do, especially with how much we're on our phones and how much you know we can't sit down in our house without turning on the TV nowadays. All this shit... It's so easy for them. It's easier now than ever for these people to brainwash you. Well, yeah, just just think it through. If I'm a leader or if I'm someone holding power and I look at how people conduct themselves in their free time, it's constant consumption of social media feeds, TV, music. That's that's all we do. Is it's we all just visual cons- and we audio as well. Things. So, yeah, I'm going to take advantage of that if I want more power. I mean, that's that's not. I don't even think that's controversial. That's just no, how it should, people work. It, yeah, I mean, the, it, it makes sense. If I was in their shoes, I guess, and I was trying to like promote a certain agenda or some shit, yeah. But we don't know. And I was actually at Jacob's house one night, and we might have partake in something that made us like a little sodi pop, a little sodi pop. <laughs> but I was, we were watching this this show. Mm-hmm. Both of us very elevated. Sugar high. Sugar high, yeah, right. From Sugar the Sony high. Pop. Yeah, from the Sony <laughs> Pop. Anyways, we're watching the show, and I was like, these motherfuckers. Like, I saw it, dude. And it wasn't just because I was high as a fucking kite, but it was because I saw it. Mm-hmm. I saw what they were doing. I was more consciously aware of it. And now, since then, dude, I won't turn on fucking TV. Yeah. I won't touch the TV because I, every single thing, and I even start predicting, I'm like, they're going to do this next in order to make you think this. Sure enough, oh yeah, it happened. I'm like, this is fucking ridiculous. And then you start watching other shows. Once you become aware of it, hopefully after this episode and people start watching shit and they start realizing just how much subliminal programming is in the material that we're taking in on a daily basis, they really start being more careful about it. Mm-hmm. And that goes back to the whole concept of this episode. And hell, whatever belief they're trying to push on you, maybe you agree with it. And that's cool. But make sure that you believe what they believe, not because you watch a TV show that programmed you to believe that and and make sure you actually thought it through step by step and you just came to that conclusion on your own. I think we live in a day of age where actual thought processes and 
personal opinions is almost non-existent. More than ever before throughout history, all we do is think and act how everyone else does. And it's because of social media, TV, everything that we're discussing, it's almost like most people are incapable of having their own thoughts and opinions nowadays. And to me, like at the end of the day, that's all you fucking have. Mm-hmm. All you have is what you actually think. Your own thoughts, your beliefs, your morals, your values. No one actually has authentic morals and values anymore. They're just regurgitating shit that they saw someone else, some influencer or some shit. This is what I believe. I think that I believe with that too because I like this person. I think he's a good guy. Well, they, so. they, they reinforce each other. So if they see that other people believe X thing, then they think, well, if everybody else believes that, then obviously that's what makes sense. Well, it's so tribe gonna, mentality, dude. We, yeah. we we follow trends. Most people. Just do what other people are doing. And yeah, then, but that's, you, know? you don't even realize that you're doing it once again because that's your subconscious. Your subconscious and just overall human evolution is forcing you to fall in line. Oh, yeah. We're we're extremely good at imitation. Sometimes we don't even know we're doing it. Most times we don't, man. <laughs> we don't. And the, I mean, I do that. Mm-hmm. I've caught myself. If I hang out with someone yeah. for like a certain amount of time, I start. I, you catch yep. yourself using the same grammar as them mm-hmm. and the same words and just the way they talk in general. You'll just stop yourself and you'll, you'll say, wait, 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 wait. I don't say that. No, you Why don't. did I just say that? I don't say because that. Because you hung out with this dude long <laughs> enough. You know, I'm sure there's words that we say all the time. Oh, yeah. So here's one, glorious. Oh, yeah. Joe. You know Joe that works here? Joe oh, Brown? yeah. Yeah, yeah. Joe says glorious more than I do now. Yeah. But it's because he's around me so much. I and tell I you say what, it all the man, time. That's, that's a great word, It's a though. great word, It's a man. great word. I, uh, people, you, know, you know how I can't, why I started saying it, right? Why? So Jacob Davis says, I hope you have a powerful day. And I was like, fuck. That's I need sick. a word. I was like, and I did. I was like, damn, I need a word. So then I was like, you know what? I hope you have a glorious day. And then it just transferred over to like, I could say glorious for everything. And it's just, it's, it's powerful. I don't remember when I first heard you say it, but as soon as I heard it, I was thinking, man, what a good fucking word. (laughs) You know, I, I, people ask me how I'm doing and I'll say, uh, I'm doing great. Excellent. Awesome. Oh, I'm glorious. That's good. That's fine. But glorious. That's how you know. That's next level. This dude's living a good life. This dude's living a good life right there. This dude's got it together. And I have the best life, so I'm going to say glorious all the time. Do you see this dude? I just asked him how he's doing, and he said he he was having a glorious day. How do you not like someone that says that? I want to have a glorious day, you know? You start hanging out with that person. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You start copying their behaviors and what they do. Imitation, (laughs) You see? But yeah, I mean, going back to it, it's every single thing that we do. Every single thing that we watch, we listen to, all of that is dictating your behaviors and your thoughts in some way or another. So be careful about what you're taking in. Mm -hmm. Make sure that you're only hanging out with people that have the same thoughts and opinions as you, Mm -hmm. or else you're going to start fucking thinking the way that they do. And it might not actually be authentic to who you are as an individual. And it might not even be authentic for those people. No, they could just be copying the same fucking shit, and they don't even realize it. Do you really want to copy someone who's copying someone who's copying someone who, you know? Is that really what you want? Think about us as kids. So I was like this. I'm sure you were as well. And me and my well, dad. Well, st- let's wait and hear it first. And I'll- <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. I said, I'm sure. I didn't say you were. But growing up, like, obviously, I thought and believed a lot of the same shit that my dad did. Yeah. You know, respect to my dad and stuff like that. And it was like, okay, well, this is my yeah. dad. I'm going to, like, I'm going to think the same way. Mm-hmm. And the older I get, I still agree with him on a lot of stuff. We have great conversations. But there's a lot of stuff that I'm like, no, like, I don't, I don't really agree with that anymore. Mm-hmm. And we could have nice conversations where we agree to disagree mm-hmm. and that's cool. But being, but I've realized that over the years is like, no, like I'm my own individual with my own thoughts and opinions, mm-hmm. but most people don't break away from their parents. Yeah. When you're a kid, that's perfectly okay. That's normal. 
Right, your parents' you job know? there is to shape you into an individual. Yeah, they're your parents. So obviously you're going to, you know, you're going to imitate them and kind of replicate how they live their life in whatever way you can in your limited capacity as a little kid, you know? Yeah. But you got to grow out of it. Well, that's, I don't yeah. think most people do. They don't. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I, I agree. And it, sometimes it takes a while. I mean, even at 21, I was just kind of, you know, whatever so-and-so says or whatever these people. The more you experience through life, though, and also the more books that you read, mm-hmm. the good books, the more just overall experiences that you have, you, you start to develop your own opinions about things. Right. It's almost impossible to. So that's another thing. Just Just live life. Live life to the absolute fullest. That way you can decide where you stand on things well, and, and also you, become an educated individual right. on many different things. Well, they reinforce each other. So if, like we were saying, you can read all the self-help books, philosophy, ethics, spirituality, whatever it might be. But if you're not out in the world putting those things into practice and accumulating experience, then the only thing you're ever going to believe is whatever's written in those books. The point of those books and that material is to kind of get you set up and, and to get you in the right state so then you can move on and kind of refine those things and apply them to yourself in a way that's unique to you. And you should question everything that you read. Just so, because it's in a book doesn't mean that it's right. Right. So if you're reading these books and you don't grow from them, I mean, a good I would say a good sign that you're not growing from what you're reading is you just parrot whatever the book says almost line by line. Well, a lot of it, and we know people that do that, but especially online, we, I think we had this discussion on the way back from your own bachelor weekend, but- your brother brought stoicism and I said, I think stoicism is good. Some of it, a lot of it though, I don't agree with. Mm -hmm. That's just my personal thing. Like I read into it a little bit. I'm like, yeah, I can agree with this, but I don't agree with this. And that's completely okay. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of what Marcus Aurelius wrote, I think one of the greatest humans to ever live, but a lot of it I agree with and some of it I don't. And that's okay. But it's because when I was reading it, I wasn't just trying to take in information for the sake of taking information. Mm -hmm. I was trying to grow from it. Mm -hmm. And if I didn't, if it didn't match up with my views and my philosophy, then it's no, like that's cool. That he thought this way, I'm not saying he's wrong. It just doesn't align with my life. Exactly. If you look at a, you know, if you look at a system of thought that's, uh, or like a, a way of looking at the world, like stoicism or nihilism or whatever it might be. And you just say, well, that's what I subscribe to. And that's what I do. That's, you know, you're on the right track, but you're not really there yet because you should be able to move on from that and say, like, like you just said, there are elements of this system or uh, elements of what this person wrote about that are spot on, makes perfect sense for me. But then there's some other stuff that they get into that I, I just don't understand where they're coming from on this. And it's not necessarily that that person's wrong. Objectively, it's more, well, with my life and my circumstances and what I'm trying to accomplish, that just doesn't really apply to me. Right. So I don't do that. And that's okay to think that way, though. Yeah. You know, like I said, just because it's written in a book doesn't mean that it's real. You in the end, they're question all, everything. Yeah. In the end, these are all men and women just like you. Well, that's that's an issue too, is we put people on a pedestal. Yeah. You shouldn't put anyone on a pedestal a- at all. Well, when you put someone on a pedestal, you're just setting yourself up to be extremely disappointed in the future. Because we're Maybe all in- if you actually like if you take the goggles off and you realize that they're human and mm-hmm. that they have faults. Right. And and we, like, and I have my faults, you have yours. Everyone, well, I don't know. Yeah, you're perfect, but <laughs> everyone has their faults, but we forget that, especially with, like, say, politicians and actors. Especially politicians. Yeah, like, at the end of the day, a politician is just a person. Like, 
Terrible person. <laughs> Most of them are <laughs> terrible people, right? <laughs> but even like Hollywood actors, you know, yep. there's all this everywhere. Every time you go into a store, you see like a um, magazine with like the scandal shit on it. They're just a fucking person. Mm-hmm. This person made a mistake. Yeah, they're human. They're allowed to. It's cool. Like, mm-hmm. whatever. Hopefully they learn from it. If not, like, I don't really give a shit. It doesn't impact my life. Exactly. But we we put people on a pedestal, and then as soon as they make one little mistake, we judge them for it. Yep. Because we forget that they're just human. Torches and pitchforks. Yeah. That's you it, just man. You just get... And, and, you know, you might not get angry, but you can get almost sad when you see that happen because... Well, especially if it's someone that you really respect. Yeah. Well, you look at them, and, and they finally fail because... No human's perfect. That's a cliche, but it's a given. Yeah. Eventually, they are going to screw up. So, you need to you need to watch yourself too, because some people do have extremely good ideas, edifying ideas about how you should conduct yourself, but that no way makes them perfect practitioners of the philosophy that they themselves are espousing. Well, once again, they could have just read it somewhere else. Perhaps, but even the ones who who have those original like authentic ideas, ideas, those authentic yeah. ideas that kind of break new ground, those people, you should appreciate them alone just for those ideas and just leave it at that. Because when you when you have something that's authentically new, as a person, you're really grasping at the edges of kind of the unknown. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you you shouldn't expect much more from them than that because in their own head they're really pushing themselves as well mentally yeah it's true so yeah i mean i even i catch myself with that shit man mm-hmm. where i'm just so many thoughts and shit are going through and i'm questioning and stuff like that yeah you know like and everyone does it you should mm-hmm. you should question your own thoughts and opinions which that's we're not going to go into that but <laughs> you know i mean i question yours for you oh so, yeah, yeah thank you yeah, i got thank you covered <laughs> well that's important too is to have a group of people that aren't just yes men that they're going to call you on your shit yeah you're like i'm thinking this and you're like i think you're fucking that's retarded stupid i think you are a goddamn idiot you <laughs> find, know that? find a safe place where you can do that but yeah you got to do that <laughs> i mean like we we should be out in the gym just saying like man that's really stupid you're an idiot but yeah we have said that a you, couple times yeah mostly to john but yeah Mostly just John, actually. Maybe Alex Play. 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 I only do that because it's fun, though. Yeah, no, we love them. Yeah. We love them. Yeah. And they, and they know that we're just busting their balls. But to wrap this up, be careful about what you are taking in because it is going to impact your life in ways that you weren't even aware of mm-hmm. when that comes to books, music, podcasts, TV, social media, the people you hang out with, every single thing can impact your behavior and your moods and your thoughts and your opinions and everything else. And you want to keep those as authentic as possible to who you are as an individual because you are unique. You need to keep it that way. You don't need to just follow trends. You need to question things and make sure that they align with your morals and your values. There it is. There it is. Anyways, thank you so much for listening to another episode of The Norse Mentality. The Norse Mentality... This name of this podcast is a byproduct (laughs) of Norse Fitness. You can find out more about Norse Fitness by visiting the website, norsefitness.co. You can find me on Instagram at Andrew Cliff Lewis. And Brendan, how can they find you? I do have an Instagram. I haven't been using it much, but you can find me on Diabetic Hercules. Diabetic Hercules or B-Daddy. Yeah, we're going to put the poll up too. Yeah. B-Daddy or B-Dog. Anyways, (laughs) thanks for listening, guys. We'll talk to you soon.